Purple Heart Homes presents Putting the Pieces Back Together, a forum for veterans and the community to connect. Here are your hosts, veterans John Galena and Brad Borders. Well, good afternoon. Greetings, salutations. Happy Veterans Day to you, sir. It, it is. Yeah, it it's is. prom week for veterans. Yeah. It's all the stuff and the galas and the balls and the breakfasts and the celebrations. And, and, the, and I got a new Alive Day. You got a new yeah. Alive Day? Yeah. Oh, is that today? No, no. Well, the no. the original oh, Alive week. Day is next week, but oh, I got, got a new, new one. Alive I got a new Alive right, because I, sur- the I survived the ride with Paul. The, oh, Paul, gosh. So for everybody knows that Paul Cockrum is a Marine Corps. He's the worst driver that has ever gotten behind the wheel. He should not be allowed to have a driver's license. Is that what you're saying? I, not only is that what I'm saying, but uh, it's, I think it's why we got a special guest on the show today who is actually a race car driver. A, an actual <laughs> race car driver. We have fired Paul. We have fired Paul. Paul. I've got a, got a new, new plan driver. I don't know that the last time you checked that race car drivers can tend to be a little erratic behind the wheel as yeah, well. Yeah, so it's not about being erratic behind the wheel, chap. It's about going the same direction as every other car on the road at the same time. There was some mention of that not being what happened with your last trip. It it is what happened on the last trip. There were hundreds of witnesses, and the police officer couldn't get turned around to go the wrong way down the right way on the road. So you're telling me that the the Marine... Had you going backwards, the wrong direction. Backwards on Let the me, interstate. In reverse? In reverse, backwards on the interstate because he missed his ramp. He backed up a mile. Okay, you answered the why My question. Yes. He, he backed he, up a mile. A mile. Because he missed his ramp. Let me, an now, entire which mile? Which begs the question. An entire mile. Ramp and all, an entire Holy mile. Begs the question. See, even a race car driver's shaking his head. He even knows that this is wrong. This is wrong for a Marine. Look, that begs the question. What happened to the navigation system that tells you when to get all? Of a, of a well, ramp. we weren't supposed to. He didn't miss his road. There was a traffic jam ahead. And so when he saw the traffic jam, he decided that he did not have to abide by the laws and he was not going to sit in the traffic jam. Uh, I wanted to get out. I wanted to get out and walk, but I was afraid, you know, when you're going backwards, it's like the old suicide doors. You can't just jump out. Right. The door would hit you. Would hit you I could not back door. out. Yes. He's a hard charging Marine. He improvised. He adapted. He overcame. My wow. fingerprints are permanently <laughs> embedded in the dash. It's like that old. Uh, wow. Trains, planes, and automobiles with John Candy and it would have uh, been Steve better. Martin. That would have been better. Your fingers are stuck yep. into the catching dash. Catching the car on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's outstanding. Well, that's that's terrible. It was kind of it was kind of more like Tommy Boy. It was really more like Tommy Boy, right? All of a sudden, you got a deer in the car. You know, it's tearing the car apart. I was ready to get out. Fat guy in a little coat. So, all right. Wow. So wow. happy birthday, Marines. Yeah. We love you, even Oorah. though you scare Oorah. the heck out of us. Oorah. <laughs> awesome, yep. The, all the Marine Corps is collectively saying oorah, so that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, you, if you've just t- tuned in uh, and you didn't know what you were listening to, this is Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. Here on WSIC News Talk Now. <laughs> you like the catch line? Yeah, all right. I get $18 every time I say cent. that. 23 cents. Yeah, so uh, anyhow, um, we are really glad that you're here today. We've got a great show ahead of you. Imagine yourself, you served in the military, but you grew up racing cars, and then you got out of the military, and you decided to start racing cars again. You do that for a living. Not, no, um, you, he didn't get out of the Marines and started racing cars. No, 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 he got out of the military. Yeah. Yeah, he got out of the Army, Army the actual right. branch of the military. The, the branch that so. knows to go the right direction down that's the correct. right side of the that's road. That's true. Right Typically. place, right time. Right well, they, they won't let the Marines race because they're all scared of us. No. Is that, is that right? right? <laughs> but I will say, I will say, it, it, he's only like making left-hand turns. So. <laughs> um, he's, ne- he's never wrong because he's never right. He's always left. <laughs> oh, Very well, nice. Well Dad joke of the week. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so bad. So bad. Hey, Dale, welcome, welcome to the show, and uh, we're really glad you're here. And uh, actually, uh, uh, the reason you're here is because of Devin. So Devin did something good today. Oh, so man. So everybody clap. Yay. Wow. Yay. Yay. All right. Oh, we couldn't so, afford uh, the, the Welcome to the show, maker. brother. So, got, glad to have you here. <laughs> yeah, thanks uh, for having me. And happy Veterans Day, by the way. Yes, sir. Happy Veterans Day to y'all. Yeah. So, hey, tell us a little bit. Give us a little bit of your background, and then uh, uh, why, you know, what was it that led you into to, uh, serving your country? And what'd you do? Yeah, so um, I started out when I was five years old. My parents got me into uh, into racing cars, and uh, I picked up quarter midget racing, and we went up and down the East Coast uh, racing all kinds of tracks and competing against uh, a lot of the names now that you see on TV on Sundays. And uh, Did you beat them then? Like, some of them, sometimes. Okay. All Other right. times they beat me. Yeah, we we right. went back and forth most of the time. Okay, <laughs> got it. Um, but, I mean, it's such a great experience growing up doing that. And uh, once I turned about 12 years old um, – yeah, I learned how to how to drive a stick shift when I was twelve. Nice. And hopped behind a, a quite bigger bigger race car and yep. um, started doing that. And I did that until I was about seventeen years old. And um, once I turned sixteen and I started uh, having jobs, I, I worked at, instead of working at like fast food restaurants like most teenagers did. I worked at race shops. Um, I, you know, started working with Craftsman truck teams when I was seventeen, and did that for a while. And after a while, you know, uh, started talking to some recruiters and. Uh, it was your first mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, somebody, they got me. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I, I talked talk to Navy, Marines, and Army, and um, like I was telling Devin earlier, uh, you know, Army, I was like, hey, like, jumping out of planes looks pretty cool. Right. That, that, that looks like it would uh, get the adrenaline junkie side of me. Yeah. Uh, right. can, can I do that? And the Marines were like, uh, it's pretty hard to do that. It takes a lot of, you know. A lot of uh, coordination, this, this, and that. And the Army was like, hey, we'll, we'll get you doing it right out of basic training. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was yeah. like, all right, sign me up. Yeah. And the Marines were like, yeah, and my gosh, you passed all your tests, too. So we're going to send you on over to the Army. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, let's be real. You, How hard is it? you got to take one step, and you got to hold your feet together and, and just fall like a rock, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, it's not skill-based. It's just uh, it's definitely, having, yeah. having, having, having the bravery to do it. Yeah, that's right. It's like I could teach a monkey how to fall out of a plane. It's yeah. not too bad. <laughs> right. I, you know, it's funny. I've been called a mind stomping monkey. I found a landmine or two. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah, true. I get it. I get, true. Army must have a lot of monkeys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> no so, comment. Uh, what, was your MO, what was your MOS? What did what, what, uh, you do for a living in the Army? So um, I was a 91 Fox, which is a uh, small arms repair. Yeah, so I worked on everything from like the smallest pistol all the way up to uh, artillery, um, which uh, I was – Stationed with uh, that's right. The, I, was, I was stationed with the uh, first special forces group, so we didn't have any artillery. Um, got to do a lot of cool stuff with them. Uh, I was able to live in Japan for a couple years, and yeah, right. uh, eventually moved over to Joint Base Lewis McCord in Washington, and spent uh, the rest of my time and uh, got to visit a lot of cool places and, and some not cool places. I, yeah. I'm sure all of y'all have been to as well. So, not cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, such a great experience overall, and um, yeah, I super blessed in, in my journey so you uh left the military how long ago when when did that happen uh 2020 2020 when I was and so you out. just kind of like this is a good opportunity to get back into racing and did you do any uh racing while you were in the military so yeah actually i did um when i moved to japan you know it wasn't exactly where i wanted to be i was uh you know i got my orders and i was like man it's not really why i wanted to kind of stick around north carolina and uh kind of be around family but uh, it was such a blessing in disguise. Uh, but I went over there and uh, realized there's actually a pretty cool drifting scene. And uh, oh, no kidding. So yeah. I picked, started picking up some of my friends and uh, like, yeah, man, you should get a car. So I got a, a Nissan 180 and started uh, started skidding it around and 
uh, trying to stay out of trouble so for, for the most for part. For those listening on, on radio and, and live, what is drifting? What, what, is, what does that mean? Uh, it's controlled slide, basically. Controlled slide. Yeah, so going to a corner and just go completely sideways. I've seen John do that, and he's got a new car, I'm sure, that might drift. I don't know what you're talking that, that about. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just left court, so you should understand. Well, I plead the fifth. Okay, the fifth. Yeah, yeah. The fifth. I, I yeah. think I might like to talk <laughs> about fifth, John's not driving. Fifth gear. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you were listening to putting the pieces back together, and uh, we are here with uh, Dale from uh, Dom Racing, Dom Motorsports, right? Yeah. Dale Motorsports, uh, yeah. And uh, we are just uh, so thrilled for the show. Special shout out to uh, Chris Benson. Uh, uh, certainly a supporter of uh, both Dom uh, Motorsports and Purple Heart Homes. And we will be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together with your hosts, John Galena and Brad Borders. Wow. I think we should rename the show Keeping All Four Wheels on the Road. (laughs) Because I think during that break, we went sideways, we were doing some drifting, we might have cleaned out a ditch, and uh, we were just all over the place. That was the pieces getting thrown all over the place. Yeah, that's oh right. So let's put gosh. it all back together. Yeah, that's so, Dale, let's, let's get back to you. So, you, uh, you, you come along here, you, you're in the service, you're in Japan, and, uh, and you're uh, in the process, you're learning to uh, do road racing, essentially, and, and you're drifting cars, and that's kind of where we left off. But kind of pick up some of your story from there. What did that, how did that apply then to the racing that you're doing now uh i mean drifting teaches so much car control um and really it was something just kind of keep my mind busy and just to stay stay busy and and stay i guess you could say on top of the of my skill um and you know it's what i grew up doing it's what i always had done and loved doing and uh it, it was it was strange to me not being able to do it and that's one of the main reasons when i went over there i was really worried because i didn't like i didn't know if we were allowed to have cars I was like, man, like driving is my world. Like, I don't know what to do if I can't drive. Um, but luckily, you know, we were, and, you know, they had some pretty cool cars over there. So I ended up, you know, I got a Nissan 180 and then eventually bought a GTR, which I sold, which was a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's a, it was a, it was a cool experience and I, find, I, I learned a lot there. I find that so interesting out of all the guests that we've had on most guests, you know, they, they, they're they're kind of lost going into the military, right? They're searching for that place and that kind of that belonging and what to do. And then they get in the military, and then when they when they exit the military, they're kind of, you know, in that place that I hear you saying. It's like, man, I, I don't know what to do, right? This I can't follow my passion. But for you, it's kind of the opposite, right? And so you you had this passion for racing, but you joined the service. You 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 helped hone that skill in the service and. And then eventually you you exit the military and you've made a career out of that original passion, and I, I just find that so interesting in, in mm-hmm. contrast, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and being a and I want to piggyback on this because, you know, as we all know, uh, those of us that grew up watching uh, racing in the '70s and '80s, um, race car drivers at that time did not appear to be athletic at all because they weren't. Right. I mean, it, well, they, they were doing they were doing curls. They were just most yeah, of, most it, of yeah, them curling I mean, a jug yeah. of moonshine. But it's yeah. way it's way different now, right? And so I know because of where you serve, physical fitness was was something that was uh, a priority for, yeah, for every member of the team. Um, so um, how did? And I know you probably worked out at the Thor facility, uh, yep. which is a special forces uh, special forces gym, basically. Yep. Um, but how did that? What you learned working in that environment 
What is that done? You, um, you're obviously still training now, right? Because you're pretty fit looking. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah so uh, I don't get that very often. Um, I never get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, learning things. Um, I mean, even from the, uh, the physical therapist there, I mean, you're correct. Uh, just, I mean, such great people surround that community. And uh, I was able to learn so much from the Thor facility and, and how, you know, how to stay in shape and ways to uh, even come back from, uh, from injuries, you correct. know, like, and you get in a hard, hard wreck and, so yeah. a, lot, a lot of drivers, you know, it takes a toll on you, uh, sure. especially if you're getting a couple and back to back, and being able to to know those correct stretches and stuff to uh, get back in the car and to 100% being able to drive without being in pain, yeah, uh, it's it's valuable. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and from the military as a whole, uh, things carry over a lot more than you would think as far as uh, what what translates. So I mean, I'm I'm very big on professionalism uh, at the track. You know, I, I'm, right. a lot of teams, yeah. Um, I don't want to say say goof off or, you know, you'll see a lot of them kind of kind of acting up. And I'm, I'm, I try to try to hold uh, everybody that that comes to the track with us to a higher standard. And we still have a blast. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you won't see us messing with other people's cars and you won't see like a lot of the shenanigans that go on. Right. Uh, like I said, we, we kind of pride ourselves on trying to be as professional as possible and, um, you know, also welcoming. So, yeah, absolutely. That's probably something that you learned um you know working with the guys at first group and and uh um that culture is a great culture to be around um and uh you know i know it informed a lot of a lot of my life you know and so uh, um when it comes to racing physically i'm assuming that most of the tracks you're on and what series is it in for our listeners what what series do you race in yeah so it's the uh carolina crate modified series and okay. then we, we also tour with the uh the carolina pro late model series which uh if you're in the area they're actually racing a hickory tonight in the fall brawl so if you're in the area go check nice. that out nice um, there might be some fights in the stands at the fall there brawl. might be some fights on the track for that <laughs> yeah, one it's, right. a, it's always a pretty heated race so yeah. uh some some pretty cool uh, bit big names in the in the local uh, racing community are, are going to be racing there and uh, you know Joey Logano last year's champion he's going to be actually spotting uh, for his typically his spotter in the Cup Series is racing um, that oh, no night kidding. so he's going to be out there that's cool so Joey's going to trade the helmet in for a headset and uh, go nice go, which which I also work with him uh, over at Ford Performance is what I do full time so okay um, yeah and he's a he's a great guy but yeah if you're in the area. Go to Hickory Motor Speedway. They're racing. So hunt. the tracks you're on are, are mainly they're short tracks, pretty much all of them. You don't you're not on anything over a half a mile, I guess. Uh, we the only track we go to that's over half a mile uh, would have been North Wilkesboro. That's yeah. five eighths of a mile roughly. Yep, right. Um, that's so, about the biggest so one we go to. Back up just a little bit. Share a little bit about that transition. You know, kind of coming back to the states from Japan and and finishing up your service. What was that uh, transition period like for you? Um, yeah, so anybody that's ever been to Japan knows it's a, it's a huge culture change. Uh, it takes quite a bit to get acclimated and uh, learn a little bit of the language, just enough to even get around. And uh, it was um, it was interesting for sure coming back and uh, you kind of get back in the swing of things of being around American civilians. And it's like, man, it's a lot, it's a lot different. Um, but, you know, eventually you figure it out and uh, get back in the, in, in the swing of being in the states uh, but then soon after i got back i, I left and uh, went to afghanistan in 2018 um so that was uh that was good good experience overall i think uh, no matter you know i think no matter what happens i think uh, anytime you learn from something it, it can it can be a good experience mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so it was a um, uh, six-month deployment yep. over there? Six months, yeah, yeah. about March to October or September. Were you, roughly. Uh, um, were you out uh, away from Bagram, or were you, uh, you out at a, at a, you know, with a team? or? Yeah, so uh, I was actually with uh, with an ODB out in okay. uh, Camp Dawkey, which is – I forgot the old – what it used to be called back before they kind of, it was an old, it was a pretty large base before and they kind of tore it apart during the original um, big cut down out there and then kind of built it back up to uh, to what it was. Uh, but it was Camp Dawkey when I was there. And uh, yeah, that was a, a pretty pretty remote place. Uh, it was also called Rocket City. Uh, we were mm -hmm. constantly about uh, almost every day taking taking uh, incoming rockets and, mm -hmm. and mortars coming coming from the Taliban. Yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. You know, I, I can't help but think, you know, we had we had some races while we were uh, downrange in Iraq. You did? Yeah. We, uh, you know, we captured all kinds of, uh, you know, little critters and insects <laughs> and spiders. Oh, yeah. we, had, we even had fights, right? You know, we, we would stage the camel spider camel and, the, spiders, and the put scorpion. Them in a, yeah, put them in yeah. a bucket. But we liked catching the hedgehogs, too. They, they were kind of kind of neat little creatures. There was a, um, never we had a lot of foxes. Yeah. There were a lot of foxes that were running around, and uh, the Veterinary Corps had a had a uh, station there in, in uh, central Iraq, and and there were evidently a lot of soldiers uh, feeding the foxes, hmm. and so they um, were putting out this messaging: do, don't feed the foxes, right? And so they decided to do a rabies awareness run, <laughs> right? This actually happened. So if you've watched The Office. Right. There's a show called The Office. They had a rabies awareness run. We actually did that in Iraq and nobody. But it was at the same time the show was on. So nobody knew about this. It was just serendipitous. And I actually ran in the rabies awareness run and I have a T-shirt. You have and a T-shirt from the yeah. rabies awareness run? And it has run. a guy running, running from a fox on the on the shirt and it says it says run for your life oh my gosh yeah it's fantastic that's awesome folks. yeah it's very good only in only on a deployment would you ever have anything brings, like brings that so many different songs to mind yeah just, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. so um what was it like for you like so you go you, man you're working in the sf world you go to afghanistan you know then finally one day you're like okay my you know my enlistment period's coming up i'm not going to re-enlist um how weird was it taking the uniform off and, you know, just going back into Walmart as a regular dude back here in North Carolina? Because you're from Mooresville, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Mooresville originally. And um, it was a uh, it, it was an experience. So I actually when I first got out of the military, one of the things that, that led me to that decision um, after after I did I did two contracts. So I re did reenlist the one time um, they got me. But uh, yeah. It dang was, it a little money. Yeah, yeah, they dang a little money in front of me. I was like, I guess I'll stay in there three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so after that, I, I decided, I was like, man, this, I worked with a lot of contractors downrange. And I was like, ah, that's, that, that stuff looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but then I also had a family at this point. Right. And uh, I was like, well, they have stateside contractors too. So I was like, I work with a stateside contractor uh, back at home now. Yeah. Um, or not now, but back when I was at JBLM. And I was like, I could do a job like that. And that'd be pretty awesome. So I started looking into that. And I ended up uh, getting a job with Asymmetric Warfare Group. Oh, yeah. Um, when they were still around. And I went and uh, dove into the contractor world. Um, and, and that was a struggle in itself. I, I think I struggled a lot with uh, with my transition initially. And uh, and that's kind of, I think, what led me back to racing is I, I kind of just went back to, a, to what I loved. And mm -hmm. um, I think it helped... Uh, 
the idle hands, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, it makes perfect sense. So yeah. start, going back to what I loved and, and started doing a little bit more of that and then a little bit more and a little bit more. And uh, then one day I decided, I was like, man, I'm going to go do this well, for real. I certainly want to uh, hear more about your transition and some of those uh, struggles. That you know, I think that's the one of the commonalities, right? We've all had so many uh, different experiences, but in some way, whether it's a, whether it's a job, a connection to the family, whether it's the VA, whether it's housing, right? We all have different struggles, and and we really just rely on the community, the you know our our churches, our family, our friends, our neighbors to be able to have some understanding and and be able to connect. I'd like to uh, hear more when we get back from our uh, quick break here from our sponsors about uh, how how you made that transition and and where you found your support group. You are listening to putting the pieces back together here live on WSIC News Talk Now. Eighteen dollars. Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together on WSIC. We've got with us now. Hey, so what, what are y'all going to split the eighteen dollars s- now? Look, I, I, I need the eighteen dollars, Brad. What are you doing to me? What is going on? It's one dollar. Oh, well, you can you, can you. Have Brad. It's fine. So, <laughs> we're, we're here with our guest uh, Dale Ogborn, uh, and he is uh, a racer extraordinaire, champion of the Crate, Carolina Crate Series. Yeah, that's right. Carolina Crate Modified Series. Carolina Crate Modified Series. That's too many words. Uh, you know, I'm not that bright. <laughs> Call so, CCMS. Uh, make it short. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shutting it down for you there, Deb. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, we, yeah. Wow. Well, you too, uh-huh. huh? Explain <laughs> <laughs> <Slide> Well, uh, b- before we get back into it, do we, we want to do the project of the week? Let's do it. All right. Well, so, hey, just this past week, I went down to uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, there was a veteran out there that... Uh, out there. Out there. Okay. Yeah, awesome. You know, I always got to say one of those things. Yeah. It, 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 down they, there. It, it, out there. Uh, just, Brad just can't stay help over himself. yonder. Over yonder. Yeah, over yonder. <laughs> down the road a piece. There you go. Anyways, in, in Greenville... Um, and uh, this veteran, I, we've talked about him before, uh, but we're not going to mention his name because um, the thing is, we went out there with Home Depot and they were doing uh, Operation Surprise. And at the beginning of Operation Surprise, when they went and, with me to, to meet this veteran with Tim Bates and um, shout out Tim Bates, the project manager of this. Uh, no name Bates. No name Bates. Um the, the veteran was was very lucid and knew everything that was going on. Uh, funny guy. Um, used to be a writer. And uh, and just in the past the, the two weeks from from when we went uh, from from when we went there the other day, he had uh, just started. Well, his cognitive abilities started uh, falling. Wow. And. He wasn't. His wife wasn't sure if they needed uh, the wheelchair ramp at one point. But as as she she saw how fast he was going, um, she realizes now that that uh, this is this is really going to be a blessing that 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 ramps out front. But but more importantly, um, it just shows that we don't know how long we have. That's and true. Um, and so if you've got a veteran in your life uh, that 
that you haven't talked to, you you don't know their story, ask them now mm-hmm. because For sure. you might not have a tomorrow. Devin, what is Operation Surprise? Operation Surprise is something that Home Depot does uh, with with many of their, their locations. Um, they go out there and they just do a project with veterans, hands-on. They pay for it. Uh, they swing the hammers. And uh, they're just a great grant partner and mm-hmm. and a good partner for veterans. They, they want to do good things for, for uh, the community. And so... Uh, uh, thank you, Home Depot, for supporting us, and uh, and uh, thank you for uh, supporting this this veteran. and And if you want to help veterans, go to phhusa.org. Uh, there's there's many ways you can help, both monetarily and physically. Yeah, and for sure. uh, you help the way you can. Well, let me tell you, I got I just I talked to a veteran yesterday, and and um, we had he put in an application. We got. Um, we've gotten in the last five days, we've gotten over a hundred applications. Oh yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it's just been unreal. We got an application from young guy in Idaho, air force veteran, um, that has had some water damage, uh, because of a, a deck that was applied to his house that perhaps wasn't flashed properly, uh, and has rotted the walls, uh, in his house. And as I got to talking to him, I was like, well, Ken, I said, we gotta, we, we gotta, you know, got to stop the water intrusion, right? And he was like, well, I can't really do that because I'm in a wheelchair. And I'm like, oh. my gosh, man, I said, I'm really sorry. I said, do you mind telling me how how it happened? And he said, yeah. He said, when I was enlisted, I got sick and I went to the doctor and they thought I had some type of infection in my spinal cord. And they put a needle in his back and oh, botched it no. and and put him in a wheelchair. Oh my right. Gosh. I mean, it was just, I was breaking my heart, you know, to talk to this dude on the phone yesterday. And I just want everybody to know that because we have this like nationwide footprint, um, we get, we get calls and emails like that every day of the week, Absolutely. every single day of the week. This is not, these are not people trying to build a system. They're not trying to get over on anybody. They're just at their wits end because they don't, because something bad happened. And then they've got all these other things going on in their lives. But I will tell you this, man, this dude was like his attitude was it reminded me of Kyle Carpenter, um, who was a Medal of Honor recipient that we we got to hear speak yesterday, who um, has just got this amazing outlook on life and lost an eye. And, you know, he got all blown up, jumping on a grenade, save his buddy. Uh, This guy had the same, you know, perspective on life. Um, that that Kyle does, and I was really uh, honored to be able to speak with him on the phone. And so, if folks are listening and, and you're interested in help us out, man, go to phhusa.org and and uh, and get involved. Yeah, one one thing I would like to add, and just this idea and, and notion of uh, of adapting and overcoming, and how we perceive uh, each other as veterans, helping each other out. Uh, don't don't allow your buddy to wait until it's too late. If if there's a risk that they're going to need to be in a wheelchair or they're you're seeing them already struggle getting up steps to get in and out of their home or or just just have that conversation, do some pre-planning. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot better to pre-plan and, and and get that ramp before you actually need it to do that bathroom modification before it's too late and and then you're struggling crawling mm-hmm. into your bathroom for mm-hmm. weeks or months Absolutely. before uh, before yeah. it happens. For sure. And so uh, please uh, please do that. And you know, there's uh, all types of different veteran events that are going on right now. And and so um, we're going to be doing a book signing at uh, Richard's Coffee Shop tonight. Uh, I'll be there with Wounded Homecoming. We've also got uh, Steve Zagley. 
Um, his book, uh, They Are Only Gone If They Are Forgotten. I think that's so appropriate for this conversation. Again, John Headley, mm. uh, he's going to be there with his two books, Saddle Up and From the Shadows. Uh, Ralph Dagenhart, his book, uh, Pop Smoke. And then uh, you've got the uh, Happy Table, which is a group of veterans that are uh, based happy. there out of the hat. Well, they're more than happy. Uh, they're, they're the Happy Table, and they've got their book, uh, Stories of War and Conflict. And then there's going to be a special speaker from the 82nd Airborne Division, 505th Combat Team, uh, who is going to be there uh, speaking about the original members of the 505th Combat Team. And uh, wow. so that's uh, certainly one you don't want to don't want to miss. I got a I got a call first thing this morning from uh, General Schwanick, um, who is the commander of the 82nd Airborne, Ocha. and uh, and he he was so excited. He's going to be there to listen to this speaker and nice. And wow. uh, I, I'm not sure if he's there to authenticate, but uh, oh, he is certainly he's certainly there 100%. to uh, make sure that they're they're telling the right story. He's going to so correct. Things, if you get an opportunity, sure. just to plug Richard's Coffee Shop, Welcome Home Vets is one of the show's sponsors here on putting the pieces back together. Yeah. And so uh, please take time to come down and see us, 5.30 to 8 p.m., book signing, speaker, uh, something you don't want to miss. Prom week for veterans, man. Yep, it is. It is fantastic. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, again, just to give a shout-out to the Marines for their birthday. and Hoorah. Uh, Man, I don't know why you say that, Brad. Uh, Ura. Yeah, are you an honorary Marine? No, I'm I'm mocking no. Devin. Oh, you're mocking. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, well, I'm well, only what mocking. I, what I heard, Paul, when we were filming out in uh, in Texas for uh, Military Makeover, which, by the way, give a plug for that show, airs on Lifetime. Tomorrow the, morning. Uh, yep, yeah, it's going to be uh, premiering tomorrow morning on Lifetime at 7 p.m., and that's a military makeover for the uh, Dallas, Texas edition. And uh, so Paul's out there in the final uh, reveal, and he's saying, Oorah, rah, rah. No, he wasn't. He did, I swear. No, he wasn't. The, cheer- the cheerleaders no, he were was out not. there with their pom poms, and Paul was going, rah, rah, rah. No, no, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on video? It's on video. Oh, it's on video. Oh, it's proof. Wait. You've got to watch Can't the show wait. to see it. I, 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 I don't believe it. I'm going to have to watch it. I'm going to put it on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yep. it, it is worth watching, I promise. Yeah, awesome. I promise. So we got uh, 30 seconds. Hey, look, we, when we come back, we're going to we're gonna put all the attention right back on Dale. He is used to being in the front. He is a race car driver with uh, DOM Motorsports, and uh, we're going to put all the pressure on him to uh, share about his reintegration of challenges, struggles, and victories that he's had over the last several years, so you don't want to miss Facebook it. Too. Stick with us. Be right back. Hey, you're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes here on WSIC. New, New start, start now. now. $18. Now, putting we, the, now we got a competition. <laughs> I know. He ran ahead He's of me. He's going to always bring, bring, a, bring oh a racer God. into the show, oh and next God. thing you know, yeah, everybody's we're, we're competing racing. on who to everybody's speak first. Racing. You yeah. ain't bumping, you ain't racing. Yeah, it's a comedy of errors going That's on as actual. usual. You ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. That's right. Yeah, rubbing is you, racing. Did he say if you ain't bumping, you ain't racing? That's what he said. Oh, that mercy. we got to start writing these down. Do you know what we have at the oh, yeah. uh, We have a book of isms. We need to bring it and read the isms. Yep, we All have, the Charlie isms. We will bring the book of show. isms in. The sacred whole book show. of isms are things that are said around Purple Heart Homes that should not be said. And we write them down and date them. So bumping is racing is going in on today's episodes. 
Uh, all right. So we, we only we only got about ten minutes left here. I want to quickly turn uh, to Dale and uh, so Dale, you uh, had said uh, there before uh, one of our last breaks about you know some of the challenges in reintegration. Would you uh, mind sharing a little bit about that with us? Yeah, I mean, uh, so it, it, it's always hard. Um, you know, I left my final final duty station in JBLM and le- left a an amazing group of guys that. Um, to to be honest, is an irreplaceable thing that you can you can never replace. Like the the quality of people I was around, and um, and just having all of them at one time was like incredible. Uh, and then when you get taken away from that, um, and you, you still stay in contact with them, and so you still kind of kind of have that that bond with them, but you're not around it all the time, and um, it, it, it's hard. Uh, and you move. Yeah, Ace Venture Warfare Group is nowhere around my family, and uh, I didn't have any friends in the area, so like. I had really, really, uh, it was me and my wife and, and, uh, my two sons. So other than that, like we, we didn't have any, she didn't have any friends. I didn't have any friends. Um, yeah. um, so definitely struggled there. And, uh, yeah, eventually we did end up moving back into North Carolina f- for that reason. And amongst other things, you know, a smart warfare group closed down. So that kind of took away my contracting job there. And, um, so we came back here to be closer to family and your uh, wife from here. Uh, no, my wife. We, me and my wife actually met in the military. Um, okay. Uh, she was stationed at JBLM as well. Oh no, kidding. Uh, so she's, she, she's in Pennsylvania. What'd she do in the military? Um, so yeah. she was signal. I can't remember her exact MOS. Okay. Um, but she, yeah, she was signal. But the way we actually met was, uh, she was a gate guard. She was no on like a, de- a detail to be a gate guard. No kidding. And I, and I saw this cute little gate guard from like three lanes like, over hey, and like I, I cut a bunch of trucks off to like get yeah. over there hey, here's my idea started applying yeah. all the tactics of yeah. <laughs> see my name this is my name yeah, yeah. And, and so and so she looks at me and she's like why did you do that and i was like oh, i just wanted to talk to you and i was what? like you, you know you I, said that yeah. out loud oh yeah Whoa. i was i was all, I was all into it that's nice. Brave. Um, <laughs> I am impressed. Um, yeah, in uniform. And it I, is brave. I still yeah, had a bunch yeah, of angry yeah. people behind me. Uh, of course. I just cut them all off. But, yeah. uh, but I, I was okay with that. And she was impressed with that. Did you, oh, yeah. did oh, you tell them that she knew how to race? And uh, <laughs> that's how you, you swerved over. You were showing her your skills? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's up, girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, she yells at me for those same skills yeah. in order today. You no. need, need a ride? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, right? And she bought it hook, line, and sinker because you got a wedding ring on, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kids, she sure did, right? Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, she Good dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so you now have you now have a racing team. You own it. You operate it. You're the driver. You got a crew, and you guys travel around the southeast pretty much and race a 12 race season, uh, yep. basically. And this year you won the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were really fortunate to to be able to to go out there and in, in, in our inaugural season and and win win the points championship and um i mean i can't thank everybody that helped me this year um crew wise and sponsor wise uh enough uh, especially my, my crew chief roger um he was you know he he dialed in that thing all year and just kept making it faster and faster and faster and um eventually by the end of the year and we were we were pretty dominant um and uh it was it was a amazing time i'm looking forward to doing even more of it next so like year other dudes were showing up at the track and go daggum dale's here uh, I don't know about that. Dale's here. I yeah. figure out something of that guy, man. That guy's driving a rocket ship. I think they were surprised because at the beginning yeah. of the season we were there. You know, we were like, uh, "Who's the new guy?" Yeah, mid-pack car. You know, yeah, not right. too fast. And right, um, we start showing up, and they're like, "Where this? Yeah, where did he come from?" So yeah. Let me let me interject a quick plug here for you. You do take sponsors, and so for somebody out there that's into racing that like to uh, sponsor a veteran-owned car and driver, absolutely, uh, man. they can reach out to you where. 
Uh, you can reach out to me. You can go to DaleAuburnMotorsports.com or uh, you can reach out on my Facebook page or Instagram or uh, how, however you'd like and uh, get in contact me. And I'd, I'd love to work out something with, with uh, any companies. And we're, we're blessed to have the, the companies that we do now and uh, the majority of them being vet, veteran-owned. Yeah. Um, speaking of my veteran companies, I actually brought something for y'all from K-Bar Soap Company. What? Uh, another marine, oh, marine yeah. owned company for Devin. Oh, look yeah. at this. Devin, you do oh, not, you do are, not are eat you, this. Uh, this is not no, you're song. giving us soap. Are you, are you saying De- so? Devin asked the same thing earlier. I was yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. that against y'all. That's I always wanna, the hard thing I give people I want to draw soap. something here to you about your, uh, about your racing. A little conversation we were having a little bit ago uh, while we were off there. Um, this idea of, you know, you, you come in first in, in, the, in the season, right? And but you were sharing that there were some races where you were like, if we don't come in first or second, we're not going to have the funds to go to the next race. And then I later asked you, you know, kind of what was your fear, right? And and why you're on the track? And you're like, you know, I don't have a fear. And but you know, when your back's against the wall, you're you're all out, right? And so you know this this notion of your service and and just your your dedication your focus it all plays in and kind of comes together do you kind of like get in a zone and you're just tunnel focused on on the on the race is that what is that like for you yeah i mean i think no, no matter what um my mind is surprisingly very clear that's that's honestly the one time my mind is very clear is when i'm driving the race car and uh because you're only really focused on on one thing and that's being faster and either catching or passing the car in front of you mm. Um, or staying out in front of you, um, or in front of the car uh, behind you. So it, it's uh, it's it's very mind clearing being out there and um, being able to uh, stay out front and try to get out front. It's the best best I feel pretty much uh, anytime. What do you do for? Um, and we all talk about physical fitness, right? So mm-hmm. I'll be physically demanding to drive. What do you do for mental fitness? Because you got you get. Your brain is obviously in play, reaction time. Do you have some specific things you do to train your brain to be quicker, uh, make your decision-making more precise and quicker? Probably more about training his bladder to be able to sit that long. <laughs> um, so I, I have a – my wife always says I have a lot of hobbies. Um, I, I also do a little bit of uh, virtual racing on, you know, like iRacing.com uh, and all that. Oh, um, and oh it, it, Yeah, it, it helps uh, – it helps – keep stay sharp on top of um just you know being around other other people that you don't know and just kind of keep staying alert and kind of predicting somebody's next move without really knowing it um so i mean that's one thing and um you know i also i like i like to do a good amount of shooting and um yeah. stuff like that and so that helps with your action time and uh sure i had to do it kind of in a competitive nature even though i'm not competing with anybody and just mostly myself um yeah we got the we got the idpa uh shooting uh pa- the palmetto yeah, gun coming club up next week next week yeah yeah I'm take you down there and you'll be the ringer for us there you go <laughs> i can try yeah yeah there you go yeah. and we like that so um going forward you've won a championship uh what's the plans what's your goals for the next five years do you have any um, I don't think I have any long, like long term, like that. I think mainly just next year um, is to be able to race a full season uh, again with the, yeah. the the Carolina Crate Modified Series. Um, that's still not a hundred percent. If we're going to be able to do that, uh, it's it's mainly dependent on funding. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of same thing with my other goals. I'd like to get in as many race cars as possible that are different. Um, so I'd like to get in uh, a touring modified, uh, which is a little bit, it's about the same car, a little bit bigger engine, bigger tires. 
Um, I would like to run a prolate model next year. Um, I think I have plans to run a legend car mm-hmm. uh, next year, yeah, which is just, it, it's cool. kind of like, I don't want to call it a step down, but it's yeah. uh, a smaller car. It's just kind of something fun to do and just try to stay on the track as much as I can and um, just get it as much as experience as I can and just go out and have fun. Yeah, that's, that's that awesome. is really cool. You know what I love about this uh, K-Bar soap? Is that it is exactly five point five six ounces. Oh, that's awesome. freedom. <laughs> and the name of it is Napalm in the AM. Yeah, and don't quote me on this. I think this Who's one, oh, if you look at the the packaging, it's seven point six two ounces. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, mine's oh, cash right. sales. Yeah. Oh, yours is uh, this is oh. the heavy version. Yeah, yeah, so it's actually in the shape oh, of a grenade. Oh, oh man, look at that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, that is really grenade. cool. Is are they all grenades? No, did yeah. the the square, those are just the regular square versions. Each one's wow. named something different. See, this, this one's cash sales. Cash yeah. sales. Do all they sp- do they smell? Yeah, they mm-hmm. all smell different. Napalm. Wow. So where can folks uh, where can folks buy this at? Uh, so you can go to kbarsoapcompany.com yep. or kbarsoapco.com and uh, and buy from there. Uh, or actually, right now, if you're in the Charlotte area, he's actually at the Southern Christmas Show in Charlotte. Oh no, no kidding! Um, I'll, so, yeah. I'll send my wife by his booth. Oh uh, yeah, so he has some great products there and. Um, uh, hopefully we're gonna have a race car sitting in there next next year uh, as long as we can keep it together in one piece that is fantastic uh, well dale we can't thank you enough for being on the show today it's been great yeah, happy absolutely. veterans day to you brother. and uh, best of luck to the next racing season please uh stay uh stay in touch with us we'd love to come out and visit you out on a uh, race and out on a track and uh, and see what you got going on yeah. yeah for sure we'd love to love to do that and i appreciate you guys having me on you you've been it. listening to putting the pieces back together uh happy uh marine corps birthday and happy veterans day Happy Veterans Day. And thank you for listening to News Talk Now. WSIC. News Talk Now. That's why I don't get the You didn't get the $18. We're going to keep training him, Chad. I know. We're going to keep working on him. Tune in next week to see uh, and hear more of Devin's blunders. You've been listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, brought to you by Purple Heart Homes. Please consider making a donation to this worthwhile cause dedicated to improving the lives of veterans one home at a time by visiting purplehearthomesusa.org. Join us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for Putting the Pieces Back Together on WSIC News Talk Now.